Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Recorded live. All right, this is radio guy, Dr. Mike Prince. We are going to be uh, having an interview with Coach uh, Roger Cooper within a matter of moments. I'm actually getting me a drink together for my interview. Just got done with my morning show, the Mike Prince Show. This is part of the life of radio and broadcasting, always on the move, always on the go. As soon as you get done with one task, you don't have time to sit back and admire your work. It's about moving on to the next story, the next adventure. I'm basically giving me a little OJ, had my coffee. And we're doing the old day to uh, balance out the old day. And we'll call Coach Cooper here and get this interview together. And we've got a couple of deals going on. we got a lot of good stuff lined up. As I will get ready to make this transition over to call Coach Cooper. And if you bear with me, I will switch over, give Coach a call, and we'll get this thing on the way. How does that sound? Right until that, let's get this set up here. All right, Coach, are you there? Yes. All right, very good. Now, we'll go ahead. This is going to be pretty painless, Coach. And let me say thank you for allowing us to broadcast uh, your games this year on our network. It was oh, a lot of fun. Um, yeah, and good. I, and I, it's good for the kids. It's good for the community. And yep. it's just good, good all the way around. So we'll go ahead and get this thing started in three, two, one. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome. This is the radio guy, Dr. Mike Prince. And as you know, if you keep up with the Open Mic Broadcast Network, we feature 
high school coverage for four of our local schools, Waller Bulldogs, the Hempstead Bobcats, the Royal Falcons, and, of course, the Rose Hill Christian Eagles. And we have been fortunate enough to be in the presence of the back-to-back state baseball champions in the TAP division, the Rose Hill Christian Eagles head baseball coach, Coach Robert Cooper. How you doing, Coach? I'm doing good today. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Oh, we appreciate having you, and congratulations. Um, give us a recap of your year. We'll get right into this thing. Um, sure. We uh, was a lot different this year. Coming in as defending champions, it was uh, the whole feeling was a little bit different. We had a lot of starters back and uh, played a really difficult pre-district schedule and kind of set us up for uh, for district play, which we won our district. We didn't. We went undefeated in districts, and then. Kind of survived a couple of really, really tough uh, playoff games, a quarterfinal game against Hallisville Sacred Heart, and a, uh, a semifinal game against Pasadena First Baptist, who's actually in our district. And then, uh, and then we played real well in the state championship game and beat Dallas Lutheran. So it was, it was, uh, it was good. It was, uh, it was a lot different than winning it for the first time. So, but uh, it was good, and our our boys really stepped it up, and they really. Uh, they really came to play every single game, and uh, our goal ultimately was to win another championship, and we did it. So it was very fulfilling. Well, it's also fulfilling uh, when you are defending the championship and you're able to succeed and go through. How different was it from winning your first one compared to winning your second? Well, when we in 2016, we, we came in second in our district, and we, we played well, but we lost three district games, and we had uh, – we had five, uh, five or six sophomores starting. So, at the beginning of the year, we weren't very good. In 2015, going back, we had a, we had seven seniors starting, but we won district and we lost in playoffs. But we we had a really good year that year. So going into 2016, we had a bunch of young guys. And at the beginning of the year, we weren't very good, and then we just got better. And and we, like I said, we lost a few district games, and then uh, went into the playoffs, and we almost lost our first playoff game in 2016. Barely won a game. We. Uh, Put together, scored three runs with two outs in the sixth inning, and we were down to to uh, San Antonio Lutheran. So we barely escaped that first game, and then we, I think, our guys were just so excited that we won that first playoff game. We just kind of went on a roll, and we just, with each victory, it was just that that unto itself was just a great accomplishment. Who cares what happens next week, sort of type of thing. And then before you knew it, we we're in the state semifinals, and we win that game, and before you know it, you know, we're winning the state championship and we're jumping around. It was just, like, so unbelievable that we didn't think we, you know, we'd no, never in our wildest dreams that we think we would have ended up there. Well, this year coming in, it was totally different. It was like we got to take care of business. We have five starters back from last year's team. Um, of our two, you know, our number one pitcher was back. Our, you know, our, our three and four hitters were back, so. We came in, and it was kind of like we knew what our goal was. Our goal was to get back to state, but really our ultimate goal was to was to win the championship. So when we went undefeated in district, which is a great feat unto itself, it was kind of, you know, the boys were excited but not real excited because they knew that what our ultimate what our ultimate goal was. So it was like there was more pressure this year. The first year was just, with every victory, it was just great, you know. But this year it was, it was more uh, we got to win this game because we know where we ultimately want to be, so. So when, when, when this year finished, I would say that this year was much, much more difficult than when it get to the first time. So um, it was more in 2016 jumping around after the championship game. 
I can tell you after this championship game, it was more like I need to sit down and before before I pass out, just because it was just, you know, we knew what we knew what the goal was, and and to really to do it is just I mean it was I, I would just say it was much much more difficult to win it the second time. So we're speaking with head baseball coach of the Rose Hill Christian Eagles. We affectionately call them the Angry Birds, and Coach Robert Cooper, back to back state champions of Division 2A the first year and then four in this year for TAPS. Now, Coach, a lot of people, when they when they hear, you know, TAPS Division or Christian School, there's some, some, some myths that go around, like athletics is not that big of an importance and it's, it's not that big. But winning does play a role, even though there's a, a room for improvement on the guys because they're winning, when you're able to get a young man to give his life to Christ, you're able to get a young man or a young woman, for that matter, to to finally buy into the team concept. Because I'm a big uh, believer that that athletics does help shape and mold some of our future leaders. But what are some of the challenges that you have to overcome on this level that people wouldn't even imagine that you have to deal with? Yeah, what I would just I would say the biggest challenge is just the, our enrollment numbers. So we have 135 people in the high school. So if you go down the street to Cy Ranch High School, they have 3,000 kids. You go to Tomball, they probably have 2,200 kids. You know, so if you have 3,000 boys in high school, like at a 6A, I'm 3,000 students at a 6A school, you got 1,500 boys, and you can do the mathematics and that out of that 1,500. If 10% of them play baseball, that means there's 150 kids in your program. Well, if we have 130 kids in our school, that would mean about roughly 60 to 70 are boys. Well, that same 10% number, that only gives you seven players. Well, you can't field a team with seven players. So so the biggest challenge is getting is, – is just being able to find – not find enough kids to play. That's never been an issue. But finding enough kids that are serious about the game of baseball. And then you're always going to have one or two players that you have to rely on that aren't really baseball players. Maybe they're a football player or a basketball player, and you really need to get them You need to get them up to speed so that they can help you. We had a senior this year, Blake Williams, hadn't played in like five years. He was probably our best football player, just wanted to come out for baseball his senior year. He ended up starting in the, the quarterfinals, the semifinals, and, and, and the final. I don't think the average pub, big 6A public school or 5A or 4A public school coach ever has to really do that because he's just got more numbers. doesn't mean my job's harder or easier. It's just a different challenge. We also had a, a freshman starting this year. Uh, Will Hauser was a freshman, and, and he, he, putting a 14-, 15-year-old kid out there, and he looks around and he thinks, oh, my God, goodness, five or six of these guys have won state championships before, and here I am as a freshman. That's really that's difficult, too, to get to, to meld together a group of, of freshmen, sophomore, juniors, and seniors. We're at a bigger school. It's really – you may have a sophomore on the team, but it's really juniors and seniors. So, so the challenge is just getting, trying to come up with a with a with a uh, a good team, a team that works together due to ages, and and also just a, you know finding players that can really help you. So, so in a tap school, I would say most coaches would say enrollment's always always the, the the hardest thing. We just don't have the same numbers as a bigger school. So the depth and everything, and you have to rely on guys to, to push the tank. And I'm, I can also imagine that you have to get guys that are more than one-dimensional. You can't have a kid say, I only play second base, and he doesn't adjust and play any other position. 
you got to guy, have guys that can fit in different type of moving parts, correct? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, Cash Kelto was our first state championship team. He was our starting second baseman at the beginning of this year. He was our starting second baseman. Uh, we needed a center fielder, so we moved him to center field. Then we have another guy, Zach Godin. Zach plays left field. He's our, probably our number one and number two pitcher. He also plays shortstop. Caleb Cobbs are, are probably our one or two pitcher. He plays he plays shortstop also. So there's guys that, that have to move around. Ryan McWhorter, our first baseman. Uh, he pitches. He also had to catch the first the first uh, playoff game because Cliff Manning, our all-state catcher, was, was hurt for the first playoff game. So, yeah, one of the things we do at practice is everybody practices outfield and infield. So you go through, <laughs> you go through practice. Everybody takes fly balls every day. Everybody takes ground balls every day, which, to be honest with you, I don't know any 14, 15, 16, 17-year-old kids that are, that are a complete finished, you know, anything, athlete, student, whatever. So it's good for them to, to, to work on the fundamentals of all the positions. And, you know, sometimes you'll get a kid who's never really pitched, and all of a sudden his junior year, you just notice he's throwing pretty hard. You know, maybe you let him throw a couple bullpens, and before you know it, you got a pitcher there too. So, so yeah, these kids, they do have to move around quite a bit. Will Hauser caught a little bit. He played some outfield. He played third base. So they definitely have to be versatile. And, and I tell players this would be at any level. The more positions you can play, the better chance you have of getting in the lineup. So um, I think that's a valuable thing for, for young baseball players. Absolutely. You have to be versatile, and and yeah, I call it being an asset rather than a liability because if you only come in with a mentality, I can only do one position, I can only pitch, I can only catch, I can only do whatever, then you're really hurting your chances, as you mentioned, of getting out there on the diamond. We're speaking with the head baseball coach of the Rose Hill Christian Eagles back-to-back state champions, Coach Robert Cooper, uh, talking about some of the challenges that he has to overcome playing with smaller numbers but making the numbers count. And I think you'll appreciate this, Coach. Uh, Jesus shook the world with 12. And because he shook and changed the world with 12, you're, you're doing it on the same level with small numbers but having guys understand that if you can be fundamentally sound, if you believe and follow the vision of the coach, then you can achieve some great things if you stay in your lane and work things out as a team. Absolutely. We have, uh, we have three, three things that we work on in our team, and some of these I stole um, from other coaches. So we, we, one of our models is dominate the routine play. I stole that from Coach Childress up at Texas A&M. Uh, we tell it we value base runners, meaning I don't care how you get on base, you know, walk, get hit by a pitch, get a base hit. Be aggressive, but we don't want to get guys thrown out when they don't need to be. And then uh, also we just tell the pitchers throw strikes. You got you got eight guys on defense plus you. You got nine guys on defense. So we so we dominate the routine plays. We we value the base runners, and we throw strikes. And if everyone does that, I'm a huge New England Patriots fan. So I stole this one from Bill Belichick. If everyone just does their job, that every all nine guys out there. But there's more than nine guys. There's everybody on the team. If your job is to be a bench player and to support support the team out there and be loud and dug out, that's what you got to do also. So if everyone just does their job, usually at the end of the day, you know, the outcome will be, will be positive. So absolutely. Well, Coach, I wouldn't call it stealing per se. I would say more like borrowing. How's that? <laughs> now, Coach, there's, there's always, and it doesn't matter what level it's on, 
doesn't matter what type of team you're on, you're going to always have what I call a gray area uh, athlete. That's a kid who's kind of on the fence. He's pretty decent, but he may think in his mind he's a little bit better than what he actually is, and then it brings a dreaded confrontational meeting with the parents. Do you have to deal with that much in your situation? I think you know. I think if I went, I'll just. Uh, I went to the, the the football coach. I'm not really a football coach, but the football coach at Roseville invited me to the University of Texas to a football coaches clinic. And uh, Coach Carter was there. He coaches Lake Travis. They are like the six A state champions in football, like seven or eight times in the last ten years. So you would think that that guy would be no, but who's going to question that guy? You know, they've won all these. He said the, the A number one issue, he didn't call it a problem, and I would agree with him, the A number one issue that they have is, is communicating with the parents. So if, if, the, if the most successful high school football team probably in the country is going to have that issue, we probably have it too. I think that the biggest, I think the biggest thing you need to do for, for at any program, whether it be a small private school or a public school, is you just need to, you need to get to know the parents. You need to communicate. You have to understand that they love their kids, and I love their kids. And sometimes we may see different, you know, and some, so, but that's okay. So we just have to sit down. We have to communicate. And, and I try to tell the kids, listen, you know, I love your parents. And your parents obviously love Rose Hill because they're, they're spending money to send, your, to send you guys here. And we're all on the same page. But we all have to understand that, you know, only the players on the field are at practice every day. So you need to be honest with your parents. And that uh, that we're all trying to accomplish, you know, one goal. And I, I do, I sit down with each set of parents individually at the beginning of the year. We just kind of go over what we're trying to do. And for the most part, you know, we've been really blessed with some great parents at Roseville. Um, you know, they do. They love their kids. And they love their kids so much that they're spending, you know, for a lot of them, hard-earned money. They're spending that money to send their kid to a, to a private school. So, so I respect all the parents and love them all. But I think communication is A, number one. And, and and, and letting the kids know that, listen, my job is to, to get you to be the best player you can be, but my job is also to, to win games. I mean, not win games at all costs, but I'm not going to do something that intentionally hurts the team. So, so they have to have a little bit of faith in me, and the, and the parents have to have a little bit of faith in me. And to be honest with you, when you're winning, <laughs> this is true on any team, when you're winning, especially winning state titles, everyone seems to be a lot more happy than when they're not winning state titles, so. But, <laughs> so winning yeah. is the cure all, correct? Well, I don't know if it's the cure all, but um, but yeah, I, I would say that the key, and this would be in the classroom too, because I'm a teacher also. In the classroom, also communicate with the parents. You know, don't just wait and then send them a send them an email at the end of the semester that Johnny's not doing well. You need to set up. You need to build a relationship early in the semester and, and let them know that listen, we're on the same page. And we want good things for your son or daughter. So. Yeah, so I would say that that was the key. All right, very well stated, sir. It seems like you've got a little um, uh, mileage on your tires in handling that situation. Very well. Uh, Coach Robert Cooper of the Angry Birds, the back-to-back state baseball champions, uh, listened to exclusively on the Open Mic Broadcast Network, uh, and we are so glad to uh, have you be a part of it. What has it been like for you to know that your games are being broadcast, Coach? Um, it's, I always know that I have to look into the dugout at the end of the game because Kendall Cobb wants to probably interview me, so I have to run up there and make sure that I'm available for an interview. <laughs> it's great. You know, it's really kind of cool. It, it gives some validity to the program, you know. It makes 
the kids love it, you know. Um, some of their friends and grandparents or relatives or whatever are, are out there listening, and, and they know that the game's up there. They know that we have a guy who's announcing the games every week, and some of them have been interviewed after the game. So it's really kind of cool, you know. They they really enjoy it. They they you know, I think they think that it it makes our program big time, you know. So I'm not sure how many people are necessarily listening, but they, it, I know some are. I know that you know it's great. It's a great tool for any school for friends and relatives of the players that they you know they just can't get there. We have we have some players who you know have grandparents live in Philadelphia and all over the country, so they can listen to the games, which is kind of cool. So absolutely. Well, which all all part of design of why we do what we do here at the open mic. And uh, we, we consider ourselves friends of the community and, uh, and we want to be there for those student athletes and their families as well. And it's just a joy to know that the service we provide is appreciated uh, and that you guys happen. We have to catch lightning in a bottle and catch you on these back-to-back winning seasons. And we just mighty glad and looking forward to a, a, a continued long partnership with uh, Rose Hill and our other uh, sister and partner schools throughout our network. Coach, we have uh, really been blessed to be able to have this opportunity with you. I want to give you a moment to um, share some of your thoughts and comments as we come towards the end of this segment. Um, just, you know, I, it was, you know, when when we all met and then, uh, Kendall Cobb, who really took the ball, really took it and ran with it, and he's he's been doing the broadcast. He announces that his son is on the team. Kendall Cobb, he's a shortstop and a pitcher, but Kendall's really done a great job, and uh, it's kind of cool, you know. He, I go up there and he interviews me after the game. He's really, to be honest with you, he's he's really good at it. I mean, I didn't think I said okay, here's a parent just volunteering, but the interviews, I feel like I'm being interviewed by like someone who's been years in the booth, you know. Um, so it's been really cool, and to be honest with you, we've been blessed. The last two years, I mean, we just, you know, things things started rolling and they've gone well the past two years. And I, to be honest with you, I give all the credit to the players because I went 12 years without ever winning a state championship, and I've won two in a row. The only thing that's changed is the players. So, so apparently, it's the players better. <laughs> apparently, it's the players. Not that we we've had good players in the past, but this group, uh, it's like they forgot how to lose. You know, they just they look at a situation and they're like, well, we just know at the end of the seventh inning we're going to be winning. You know, and uh, it's just I've been blessed. Man. It's just been unbelievable. You know, I, I, so there's been days where I've just been driving down the street and I think, holy moly, like we've won back-to-back state championships. You know, I, I just thought, well, if I could ever just win one, that would be, you know. And then right. we're sitting in the we're sitting in the jeweler's office the other day about to order our second set of champ, state championship rings, and I'm just like, I've been totally blessed. The school's been great. The facilities that we have are amazing. The parents are amazing. The administration is totally supportive of athletics at Rose Hill. So it's been really a lot of fun. So, well, I so tell I'm you really, what, I have been blessed. I tell you what, it's been a lot of fun um, uh, being able to connect those families together and highlight these uh, young athletes who put it all out there on the line. And uh, we thank you so much for your efforts and your time. So Coach Robert Cooper of the Rose Hill Christian Eagles, a.k.a. The Angry Birds, they are back-to-back state champions. And can I get uh, a, a quote that you're going to try for the three-peat, Coach? Um, I'm going to enjoy June and July and summer vacation before I start worrying about, before I start worrying about the three-peat. So, but, yeah, you never know. Hey, you never can tell. Well, let's just put it on this. Since it is Rose Hill 
Christian school, why not go for the three P? One for the Father, one for the Son, and one go. for the Holy Spirit. How about that? I like that. I like that. All right, Coach Robert Cooper, I am the radio guy, Dr. Mike Prince. And as always, until the next time, be blessed, and we'll see you on the other side. That was excellent, Coach. Thanks. That was good. That was fun. That was excellent, sir. And I appreciate you taking the time and the effort uh, to do this. Uh, Kendall Cobb is our guy. We, we, we love him. We're trying to get him partnered up now. We got a, a guy that he's going to work with for the football season as well. Oh, awesome. Good deal. Yes, sir. So um, we really, really appreciate you guys uh, allowing us to be a part. And if it's okay, I'll lock your number in and keep some dialogue going with you from time to time yeah. and get some more Absolutely. interviews in. How does that sound, sir? Sounds good. Sounds good. Right. Sounds good, man. All right. Thank All you right. so much. Enjoy your weekend, Thank okay? You. you too. Bye-bye. All right.
Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.